Welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. All right, Quentin. Uh, you want to talk a little uh, MOB? Yep, I'm ready. So, unfortunately, the Braves, the team that I picked to win the World Series, got beat down by the Phillies. The Phillies won that series 3-1. to The Diamondbacks swept the Dodgers. The Rangers swept the Orioles. And then the Astros won their series. So, um, wow. Yeah, I mean, this really surprised me, you know? Um, you know, usually, um, I thought the Braves could carry their regular season momentum into the playoffs, but no, they got stopped by the Phillies. You know, I mean, they, I mean, anything can happen in baseball, but I don't think anyone expected the Phillies to uh, be the MLB's best team this season. I should have known better than to trust the Braves. Yeah. They always find a way to lose. Yeah. Uh, so I, I should have known better. The Astros won their series 3-1. to one. I, I Actually, all the, the two series that surprised me most was the Astros series with the Twins. I thought the Twins would make a series of it, but they did not. In the Braves-Phillies series, I thought that the Phillies had an outside chance to win that because of their momentum coming into the playoffs. But I did not think they would beat the Braves 3-1 to in that series. I thought it would come down to the fifth game, and it did not. The Phillies just jumped on the Braves early every game. Yeah, um, that's been a problem for the Braves. They can't, uh, they can't take the early lead. And... Um, In this game, they just really couldn't stop the Phillies, you know. Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, I'm I'm thinking this over, and right now I'm realizing I should have never trusted the Braves because uh, Braves just um, Braves just couldn't cut it against the Phillies, you know. I thought that was going to be a good series, but I didn't think the Phillies would absolutely dominate them in all four games of I mean three to one I thought it was come down to either I thought it was coming down to fifth game but um you know I agree I thought it was coming down coming down to the fifth game as well and you know it really surprised me yeah I agree um I did not expect that at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Um, yeah, I mean, the MLB's top two teams in the regular season just got beat in the divisional round, you know? I mean, you had the Orioles beat, well, swept by the Texas Rangers, and now you've had the Braves, uh, beaten in a four-game series against the Phillies. So, I mean, the Baltimore Orioles were okay, but now um, the Braves? I mean, it just doesn't make much sense to me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Now we got the Texas Rangers and the um, Astros, Houston Astros, which I think, so <laughs> I was wrong last round, but those two are division rivals, and I do think that's going to be a tighter series. I think that series may go the length of the series. I don't think there's going to be any sweeps or early end. I think that series will come down to the last game. And then the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. Man, I don't know. Both of them. That, I don't know because I feel like if it's going to, I feel like if I say it's going to be a good series, the Diamondbacks might jump on the Phillies early because the Diamondbacks, like the Phillies, are riding a um, momentum they had at the end of the year, and the Diamondbacks are good. Yeah, they're... So, uh, I don't know. That could turn out to be a really good series, too, or it could turn out to be a Diamondback sweep. I'm not really sure about that one. Um, we'll see how that one goes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... That's a tough one to call. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, bitter rivals. The Rangers and the Astros. That's that's probably going to be uh, probably the one of the best series in the play, in the whole uh, MLB playoffs this season. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, it's going to be really good because the Rangers have swept... The Toronto Blue Jays and now the Baltimore Orioles. Not no, not the Blue Jays, the uh Rays. And uh you know, the Astros are looking really good, you know. And uh I think that that game is going to come down to the last game of that series. Uh the Diamondbacks Phillies, I think that's gonna be a good one. Because you have the Diamondbacks who are on fire in the playoffs, who just swept the Dodgers, and they swept the Brewers. So, I think that's going to be a good series. And the Phillies just beat just beat down the MLB's best team this season. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be a good series as well. I think this is going to be... Both those series are going to be really good. I think those both those series will come down to the last game of that series. Yep. I can't argue with you there. On, an, on another note, now we've talked about the MLB, I want to talk about a story that I read earlier today from CBS Sports. It was talking about Deion Sanders and his son. So there was a video out there on social media with Dion. I don't know how valid it is or not. It's a video. It's it's the video's real. It's Dion talking to Rich Sanders about um Rich Sanders for those of you who don't know is a scout for the Atlanta Falcons. So he's talking to Rich Sanders and he was saying basically saying that we're not coming back to Atlanta unless both Sanders boys are drafted by the Falcons, basically. Almost like he was trying to get the Falcons to draft his two sons, Shiloh and Shadur. And so I have three questions surrounding this, right, that I want to talk about. So question number one. What 
are the draft grades on Shador and Shiloh Sanders right now. So, for me, obviously Shador Sanders is in the Heisman race. He's done really good right recently in, in college as the quarterback of Colorado. I think that he's proven he can definitely play on the Division One. I think that he's had some adversity playing at Colorado that has helped him grow and develop as a quarterback. And I do think he's a legit draft prospect. I know the Falcons are they're three and two right now, but I know that Desmond Ritter has not panned out to be what they thought he would be when they drafted him. He's just hasn't uh, developed into what they thought he would be like he was in college. So I guess my first question is, would Shadur be a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter? And I don't know that to be true, but I do know that Shadur is definitely a really good athlete and so he was probably a little bit better than Desmond Ritter as far as if he got into trouble being able to use his legs and maybe extend plays or you know take off running if he needed to so would he be a better quarterback in Atlanta I don't know but Atlanta probably wouldn't have to spend a high draft pick to get him so what's the difference in throwing your chips in on a shooter Sanders as opposed to any other quarterback coming out this year because it's always a crapshoot anyway, right? How many number one draft picks have we seen that don't pan out because they don't develop or their games don't translate over to the pro level, right? Look at uh, Ryan Lee. Look at uh, Matt Leinert. Look at, uh, you know, uh, my Mariota. Marcus Mariota. I mean, I could keep going here. Look at uh, the, what was that garbage quarterback out of Ohio State a couple of years ago in 06 that won the Heisman that shouldn't have won it? Uh, JT Barrett? No, not JT Barrett. Uh. <laughs> JT Barrett never won the Heisman. Um, man, that's going to make me mad. I might have to look that up. But uh, he didn't translate either. Uh, so. Like there's so many quarterbacks that were highly touted in college, but their their skills didn't translate, right? And then look at Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Boom, last man picked in the draft. Look how look what he's doing right now, given the proper offense of scheme and the proper talent around him to help him. You know, he's developing just fine. Look at Tom Brady, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. Got drafted into the right team with the right scheme, with the right players, talent around him, and he developed just fine. So really, it's a crapshoot anytime you you draft players and draft because you never know if they're going to translate. Up. Johnny Menzel is another one, highly touted in college, did some amazing things in college, but just didn't translate into the NFL, right? So, I mean, if the Falcons did want to spend a draft pick on Shadur Sanders and draft him. And a later round, even if he has a second or third round value, like I, you're you're still not. I mean, that's probably not a bad pick. And you never know what if Shadur Sanders turns out to be, you know, a really good quarterback. You know, you just got a good quarterback. You know, I think it'd be worth it, probably for them if Desmond Ritter doesn't pan out this year. I mean, 
Wana, right? What do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, Desmond Ritter has hasn't looked his best um, <clears throat> for the first five games of the NFL season. And if uh, if he isn't paying out, he's got like four touchdowns yeah. and three picks, and a few fumbles to add with that. Yeah, um, you know, um, yeah, um, I agree. You know, if Shador can be a better QB, can can be a good QB in in the NFL as well as in college, and yeah, I think he'll he'll fit in Atlanta just fine. And uh, Silas Sanders, I think he'll fit there as well. Um. So, so before we go any further, just for some of you who are too young and probably don't know this, Deion Sanders started his career with the Falcons. They drafted him, and he was a superstar with the Falcons before he left and went to San Francisco and then Dallas after. And I think he finished his career either in Baltimore or Washington. But go ahead, Clinton, just to give a little background yeah. of Atlanta and, and why that's significant. Him asking Atlanta to draft his sons. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I agree, you know, um, um, that is, well, I, I like that that's, I looked at that story, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that he wanted his sons to go there because he started his career with the Falcons, and, um, you know, I get it, I, I really do get it, um, I do have a feeling, I, I do feel like that Shador will fit perfectly with Atlanta if Desmond Ritter doesn't turn out to be what the Falcons were hoping him to be uh, when they first drafted him at uh, Cincinnati. <clears throat> so, now my next question that you kind of covered when you talked about Shiloh. Do I think Shiloh Sanders has shown enough and put enough tape out to be a draft pick? I don't know. Because if you go back and look, he started his career in South Carolina, right? In 2019. I He only had one tackle. He only played one game that year in 19. In 2020, he played 32 he had 32, not 32, he had 32 tackles with one pass defense, no forced fumbles, no interceptions, right? So he goes to Jackson State for two years because his dad's there. My guess is he probably, since he only played one game in 19, he probably ended up redshirting, which gave him extra year of eligibility. And then everybody got an extra year after the COVID year of eligibility because those seasons were short, right? So his first year at Jackson State, he only had two tackles, one forced fumble. He did have four interceptions, though. He plays safety, for those of you who don't know, because I know Shiloh's not the brother everybody talks about because he plays on the defense side of the ball. He's a safety. He did have four interceptions, so that's a plus. His second year at Jackson State, though, wasn't as fruitful. He only had 11 tackles, three pass defense, one interception, and so now his first year at Colorado, 
with his dad. He's playing full-time starter. He has to first five games, he's got 32 tackles, one forced fumble, one interception. And he did take the interception 80 yards for a touchdown. I believe that was the first game they first second game they played. I can't remember, but um I just don't know. I don't I'd have to look around to see what draft grades are for him, but honestly at this point I don't think he's very high on scouts list or NFL teams list. So if the Falcons wanted to draft him, he could probably be had in the later rounds, maybe seventh round or so. But I don't know if he has a draft ready grade on him yet. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. You know, he has low numbers. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't know if like he's as highly sought after as his brother, right, Shador. And we all know that offensive players get more love than defensive players, right? With the media, the media always talks about offensive players. They rarely talk about defensive players unless you're just blowing it up and, and you know, you're special. Yeah, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, you know. I totally agree, you know. Um, in my mind, I was like, I, I wasn't sh- so sure, but um, I went with him as a draft pick because I thought he was going to be at least a fifth, maybe sixth round pick. That's possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like that he may. I, I just feel like that he has enough. Right now, I feel like teams have him as a undrafted free agent target, to be honest. But without kind of researching around, I don't, I don't know for sure yet. Maybe five games aren't enough for enough tape because I know he did miss two games I think one or two so maybe he doesn't have enough tape yet at Colorado for scouts to even give a true evaluation yet but I just don't think he's worked his way into the draft conversation in my personal opinion yeah um, yeah this isn't exactly what I was thinking in my mind what you're saying right now and um his numbers are low um I do have a feeling that he he may not be a draft pick. He may be a free agent. Um, but I just, but I think later on in the season, scouts might be uh, watching, might be watching uh, tape from him. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, he has a pretty good start uh, start to the year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he does have good height for safety, six foot. Um, he's 195 pounds, so that's about right for safety. Safety is usually anywhere between 190 to 210. You know, that's that's usually safety. So, I mean, I'm not saying he can't be a good NFL player. By all means, you know, we've seen players, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Matthew Judon wasn't even drafted. He was an undrafted free agent that the Baltimore Ravens picked up, and he became a superstar. With the Ravens, and now he's a pro, or a All Pro and Pro Bowl player, right in New England. Um, he's where he started as an All Pro and, and Pro Bowl player in Baltimore, and then left to go to New England. Like that's, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying that Shiloh won't. Obviously, he's playing a position that his father is familiar with, so he can kind of develop him a lot. 
you know, being on the back end of a defense. So I just don't think that he's as visible right now as his brother. So I don't know if scouts are paying that much attention to him just yet. So I don't know if he's even going to be drafted, to be honest. Right, currently. It's only five games into the season. Right, six games, actually. Six games into the season. Because we're, we're getting ready to play week seven in the college. So my, my thing is, you know, this leads me to my next question, right? Let's say the Falcons did draft both players. So this is my next question. Is Dion telling the Atlanta Falcons that he would come coach there if they draft his sons? He would come home to Atlanta where he was drafted and played the first part of his career to coach? Like, is this is this Dion's destination in the NFL? His first destination, the Atlanta Falcons? Is, are, we, are we seeing this play out right in front of our eyes and nobody's really paying attention here? Yeah. This really does look like it. You know? His first NFL coaching job might actually be with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, after just one year with the call with Colorado. Um, this but I agree, this does uh I mean that's my question. Is Dion gonna be the next coach of the Atlanta Falcons? Is it is that what this is all setting up to do? I mean, they're three and two. Let's say they end up having a losing season, right? I mean, is it is this what we're looking at right now? I mean, it may be because right now it's really looking like it. You know, if he wants his sons to get drafted to Atlanta, maybe he wants to coach at Atlanta. Because he didn't say they in that interview. He said. And I quote, we ain't coming, we ain't coming back. Emphasis on we ain't coming back unless we bring in the Sanders boys to the A. So, we ain't coming back. What does that mean? Right that's now. that's why I'm asking the question. Does that mean that he's telling Atlanta that if they draft his sons, he'd be interested in leaving Colorado to go to the Falcons? Now, remember, the Falcons did just go to a Super Bowl a few years ago when they lost to the Patriots. Remember, they were up big in the first half and had that huge second half collapse. And the Patriots ended up making that comeback and winning that Super Bowl, right? So the Falcons aren't that far removed from being in a Super Bowl. And they've made some good draft picks and free agent signings lately. So it's not like they're void of talent. So, like, this, this is... When I saw that and I read this article, I'm like, man, is that, is this what I'm, is, is this what I'm seeing here? Like, is, is Dion telling them he'd be interested in being the next head coach if they draft his sons? Like, what, what, is, what is going on here? There's some negotiations going on here? Yeah, this really does look like some negotiations with Dion uh, and the Falcons. No. Um, is is he trying to go home to Atlanta to do something that he couldn't do as a player and win a Super Bowl in Atlanta? When he played in Atlanta, they were bad. They were historically bad. Yeah, like they were the one, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Them and the Saints both were historically bad back then. So, 
That's interesting to me that he's he's talking to the Falcons about drafting his sons. You know, like that's that's making me wonder is was I right when I said that if if he stayed in Colorado he could turn him around, but he's not playing and on staying there long enough to turn him around. I mean, this sure does look like it, because I mean. Here's my other thing, right? So as I look, everybody's talking about recruiting and Dion bringing in these, you know, players and the recruiting classes. I'm, I'm looking here, right? So for the 2024 class that most of the big targets have committed to one big school or another, I'm looking for Colorado on this list, right? And I'm not saying Dion couldn't flip some players. But currently, as I go down here, I don't even see... Hold on. Hold on. I don't even... Nope. I'm trying to find their their draft ranking. Oh, there they are, 68. They're ranked 68 right now for the 2024 recruiting class. So even if he flipped one or two targets, like that's not going to jump him all the way up into the top 20. He only has nine commits for that class, and only one of them, no, two of them are four stars. Everybody else is a three-star recruit, and so. My question is, is is he really already about to jump ship from Colorado? Yeah, I mean... Because I'm pretty sure both of his sons are leaving for the draft this year. At least Shador is. I mean, they're not even above Colorado State. Colorado State has a better recruiting class than they do. Yeah, I mean... Wow. I mean, I mean he's not even in the top 50 in recruiting in the recruiting class yet, so I mean, um, you know, he's already about to leave. It, I don't, I don't know if he's isn't. leaving or not. I'm just like that's <laughs> that's just interesting for me because everybody's talking about how much him bringing these uh, stars to the games is going to help recruiting. He's going to flip those. So one of the comments from Sean McCoy. I can't remember the other guy's name right now. When they got mad about the Dan Lanning speech, they were like, oh, huh, what, what? He, he'll be flipping some of the recruits Dan Lanning's enjoying right now. But, like, currently, as it stands, they ain't flipping nobody, brother. Like, they're they're down the list. And so my question is, has Dion re- finally realized how hard it is to recruit at the Division One level? Like, just bringing in stars... To, to the games isn't going to get you recruits, man. Get approved, you can develop them, coach them up. You got to prove that you can win games, like big games, not just games you're supposed to win. Like Jim went through that for years. Harbaugh from Michigan before he finally got good recruits to come in there. Like he was getting good recruits, but I mean, you gotta, you really gotta to to. You know, do a lot of things to get those recruits coming in. Just the Hollywood show is only part of it. You got to show that you can develop. And so right now, 
The only players he's shown he can develop is his two sons at Colorado. So is that affecting his recruiting? Is that why he's trying to panhandle the job in Atlanta? I don't know. I'm just just throwing some stuff out there. I'm not saying he won't probably flip some recruits later down the line. I'm sure he will. He's a very good... (laughs) Dion's always been a good talker and a good salesman, right? So he's going to connect with the young kids because he knows how. He stays in in touch, right? Dion's a good talker, so he's going to know what to say to get some of those recruits to come. But I'm just curious is, since he's starting to see the struggles of recruiting those good kids and pulling them away from the already established powers of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Oregon. Like, you know, you're fighting teams that are already it's USC, you know, Lincoln Riley. Like you're you're fighting teams that are already established, already got kids coming in. Like you gotta somehow prove that you're better than those coaches. And to get those kids to to flip and, and come to you, right? So my question is, has the struggles of the college recruiting made him start thinking about an NFL job? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I agree with you. No, that recruiting that recruiting class just um, hasn't really panned out as he wanted to, as he wanted it to. You know, all this attention isn't going to bring recruits there. You've got to be um, a pretty good team to get recruits there. And, um, you know, I agree with you. This looks like that uh, he barely has any recruits coming to Colorado. Um, so, I mean, I agree with you. This looks like uh, he's going to get an NFL job. This really does. I mean, I'm not saying that's what he's going to do, but I'm just wondering if that's what this is setting up, right? Is he is he is he trying to find an out currently, like a contingency plan in case it doesn't work out in Colorado, right? Is he is he already working on a contingency plan right now? Is that what this whole Atlanta Falcons thing is? Like he's trying to set setting up his escape plan? I don't know. There's some things to think about. I'm not saying he's just. I'm not saying he's leaving. I'm not saying this means anything. Maybe he's just trying to get his sons drafted, which you can't blame him for that. Any father would do that. Coach, not. Um, if if you were a high school kid right now playing sports, uh, man, I'd be sending tape to colleges all around the country of you showing them, you know, which so I can understand as a father trying to get your sons drafted, right? I get it. I just wonder if there's more to it than that. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's just me reading too much into that interview and him talking to that scout. Who knows? Only Dion knows for sure. And his sons, his family. But I just wonder if there's more to this. It's kind of what I was thinking. So, I don't know. That's pretty interesting. But I, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. You know, is... Is Dion already planning his exit from Colorado? I mean, after one season. I mean, after one season, you're about to plan. Bro, it's tough in college. It's tough, man. 
um, any college sport, baseball, basketball, football, like you're, that's a 24, 365 day a year job. Because even when the season's not going as a coach, you're still out there recruiting, man. Like your, your season's never over because you're always trying to get that next kid right to come there. Like you, once the season's done, you're focused on recruiting, developing the talent you still have and recruiting new talent to come in. So it's, it's a 365 day a year job. NFL, when the season's done, man, you're done, right? And you don't start back up until those first, uh, you know, voluntary, involuntary workouts and involuntary workouts, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like what I was, you know, again, maybe the, the grind of, of the college sport was maybe a little too much. You know, maybe it's starting to wear on you a bit after, you know, one season of Division One. You never know. I don't know. What, what do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, I think he's starting to, right now, um, maybe he's starting to regret. In the in the division one uh, right now, cause um you know I understand as well um you know father wants his sons to get drafted and um, yeah I, I agree maybe he's just doing this to get his sons drafted uh yeah this. I think he might be, right now, maybe a little, um, a little tired of, of, uh, you know, like, he's a little tired of just, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I think that he's. Again, I'm not saying he's going anywhere. He may stick at Colorado for several years. I'm just curious. You know, this this just came out, and it just makes me wonder, right? I wish I could get an interview with him and talk to him a little bit and ask a few questions, but I don't know. It just makes me think. You know, is is he creating an exit plan, or is this just a? him playing his sons up again to try to get him drafted. You know, what, what, what what's what's really behind this? Um, I don't know. Just, I was just curious when I read that today. Makes me really think and wonder, to be honest. Uh, but that's, uh, that's kind of all I had for today. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover? Uh, no, there's something else I want to cover. All right, well, um, that's it for our show today. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and download our podcast. As always, if you don't like listening to podcasts, we do have a YouTube page, which I do want to mention. We will be doing our first video recording. So I'm not sure when. It'll be within the next couple episodes. And so when we post the our, our one of these next couple episodes on YouTube, it will be a video of us 
we'll see how that goes. Hopefully very well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're getting ready to do a, a, our first video recording of our show. So we hope you guys continue to listen. We enjoy you guys listening now. We hope you continue. And thank you. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and family and continue to grow our podcast.